1: lights um this is my uh, non-update update uh is that the coast guard continues to uh, we get this question intermittently you know why aren't the lights on uh this continues to be an issue between fdot and coast guard and i don't mean an issue that it's we aren't going to be able to use them but it's a permitting issue um, that doesn't have it's still a tbd date
2: so tbd is uh to be determined unknown do not know hoping for the best one of these days uh, apparently there's uh, some non-alignment between the Florida Department of Transportation and the United States Coast Guard about whether these bridge lights should work, when they should work, how they should work, how bright they should be, and so forth. And the city, in an effort to try to get the lights on on the bridge, which we all know do work, we've all seen them periodically, and if you haven't seen them personally, uh, I can tell you they are fantastic. But um, the, the, the only thing about the bridge lights that's, you know, if you had to put in your, like, uh, if only if you've been to other places where there are bridge lights um i think particularly of uh, dc they've got kind of a spectacular bridge in dc that's lit up like this there's such a waterfront presence there that loads of people can enjoy the lights because you typically cannot see the lights when you're on the sub- the, the, the 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 transportation designation you know when you're on the actual structure um and so, same here. You can't really see them when you're on three-mile bridge, which is a little bit of a bummer because, you know, you got that whole three-mile drive, and you got to drive 14 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're going to obey the speed limit at 45, you've got some time, and you don't really get to enjoy them except for a little bit here and there when the bridge wiggles or you're, you know, kind of at a right point to see them. Uh, but, no, they are spectacular. They're genuinely amazing. amazing. If, like I said, the only thing about it is that the vast majority, the biggest number of people who would be able to enjoy them, are the people who can't see them because they're driving on the bridge. For everybody else, kind of like you have to be at the right place on the waterfront, or you have to be, you know, driving on Bayfront, or you know, when you make that turn off a of Gulf Breeze Parkway to get onto the bridge, whatever, something like that. So um, the city is offering to help facilitate the process of getting the bridge lights on more often.
1: We we've uh, talked to FDOT about that, and we have we have offered. Any of our resources or, uh, you know, uh, our folks in Washington, D.C. or Tallahassee that can help move that forward with the Coast Guard. Um, So uh, we've started that uh, late last week. Just in in FDOT is an awesome partner with us. Um, It's nothing again they're doing there. I mean, I'm sure they want them on that. You know, those are expensive lights on an expensive bridge. I'm sure they want those on and they're as motivated as we are. Uh, but um, sometimes these things happen, and uh, we've notified FDOT that we're willing to be as proactive as possible uh, to get those lights up and running.
2: So what you've got here is a fight between two entities that carry significant uh, weight or power. You have FDOT, which we'll call them the 400-pound gorilla. This is what a lot of people refer to dot as whenever they're talking about getting things done. It's the 400-pound gorilla in the room of FDOT that pretty much controls, uh, you know, everything um, in the state. And then, of course, you have um, the Coast Guard, which I don't know if we're going to keep our metaphor alive here, but you have there the 600-pound sea lion, I guess. And so what you have here is a sort of wrestling match between a sea lion and a gorilla, and I'm not quite sure what terrain they're fighting in or what the rules of the conflict are, but uh, it seems to me like that's the basic issue is who's going to win this fight long-term. And we'd like it if the sea lion and the gorilla could just, you know, sort of get along, and then, you know, everybody could be happy, but that's apparently not quite happening just yet. 437-1620 is my phone number if you want to weigh in on anything that's going on. Uh, um, You heard this story... uh, (laughs) I get so. Irritated at myself, it's my own fault. But here's the source of my irritation: every day I put in, God, I don't know, five or six, ten hours of prep for the show, and then we get into the show, and over the course of four hours, we never get through it all, not even close. And this creates frustration for me because then I have like leftovers. And stories, and I hear other people cover the story, and I'm like, I had that, and I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> so I just get, I mostly get annoyed at myself, because all the stuff we do pushes out all the stuff we didn't quite get to do. And then I'm left with things, I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that, and it just, you know, it didn't happen. Um, so here's an example of a story that I'm like, I saw a bunch of other people talking about in the news I was ready to do yesterday, and we just, you know... Silly Malcolm Young thing out in the. I'm not that it's silly, but you get my point. Like, what pushed it out? Well, that did. Uh, Alabama State Supreme Court or Alabama Supreme Court has now ruled that frozen embryos are kids under state law. And some people are like, you know, frustrated about this ruling because they say it's ridiculous. Well, just remember, okay, courts don't make the law, not typically, courts interpret the law. And the Alabama State Supreme Court has interpreted the law in Alabama to mean that if you've got a unique DNA strand, which is what an embryo is, you know, then you've got a person under the other laws that they already have in place. Um, the Alabama Constitution had ruled in 1872, of all things, that state law allowing parents to sue over the death of a minor child applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. Okay, that's a little bit obscure, but there it is. Alabama's also got the wrongful death of a minor act that says essentially that location doesn't determine personhood. And other features of Alabama law, and Chief Justice Tom Parker issues an opinion in which he says, yeah, um... Unborn children are children without exception based on developmental stage, physical location, or any other ancillary characteristics. As uh, pro-life people tend to say, there's um, size, location, um, environment, or development. SLED is the acronym that they use. And, you know, the idea there is what's the difference between a one-year-old and a one-week fetus, or one week, if you prefer, embryo, okay? Uh, Size. Yeah, I mean... You know, the one is going to become the other unless something gets in the way, right? So, what's the difference? Well, size. You know, um, a couple hundred cells versus a one-year-old is a matter of size. Um, it's a matter of location. You know, um, is it in or outside of the womb? Um, the EI was is he an environment? Maybe he's not environment. I forget with you. But a development is the other one, which is you know how far along is it. Well, you know, a one-year-old is not a five-year-old. And some people historically have said that, well, you know, one-year-olds don't really deserve the same protection as five-year-olds or 10-year-olds. Ask the Spartans, you know. Um, that You know, little babies aren't full people yet because they don't have the rational capability to be full people. And, you know, people have often in history tried to draw line distinctions from when the thing becomes another thing. And so the pressing question that pro-life people will often ask people who favor abortion in one way or another, or those who don't favor it but feel like it's not their place to tell somebody else what they can do, okay? Uh, Pro-abortion means that you think abortion is a good thing. And there are many people who think abortion is a good thing. It solves a problem. It's an effective preventative. It's a useful form of last-ditch contraception. Those are all pro-abortion things. Or abortion is good to deal with some child that turns out to have a disease or a developmental disability or if, you know, the health of the mother is... I mean, there's all kinds of reasons you might be pro-abortion, okay? Um, I know that's not a term that people typically use, but accurately, if you think abortion is a moral good or at least a moral okay, then you're pro-abortion, okay? Uh, Pro-choice means that you think abortion is bad, a moral bad, but you feel like you should tolerate other people's differences of opinion on this. You feel like it's not your, your place or the place of government to tell other people what they should do with regards to their fetuses or, as some would say, with their bodies. And so that's pro-choice. And then there's pro-life, which thinks that it's a moral bad. In agreement with pro-choice people, but of course, a lot of people who are pro abortion call themselves pro choice. Anyway, um, but pro uh, life is, folks, or if you want, prefer anti abortion. I don't really care. I mean, there's a difference between the terms in terms of connotation, but they represent the same thing uh, politically. And that's the idea that it's bad and it's okay to tell other people what they can do about it. And so, which that's my position. Um, you still have the question if you're pro-life of, well, how thoroughly? Like, where along the spectrum do you think? If it, you know, life begins, where do you think it begins? Well, the Alabama State Supreme Court has said, at conception. Mostly because there's no other good place to draw the line. And because of what state law seems to say about other things. Now, you know, people say implantation. Because prior to implantation, the embryo fertilized egg is not going to be viable at all. And that's one place people say. They might say at some developmental stage thereafter, but it's a fair discussion to have, okay? Where is it a person? Most people, I think common sense, do not look at a fertilized egg and say, aha, human being. You know, it's not intuitive. It doesn't look like a human. It doesn't behave like a human. It doesn't make decisions or ask questions or listen, you know, but In fairness, neither does a 12-week fetus. You know, somewhere in along there, it starts to look more human than not. Somewhere in along there, it starts to react to pain. And, you know, somewhere in there, Uh, everyone is just a little bit different, but there's a certain kind of nexus of where these things happen. But it's not. I mean, as a, again, a devout pro-lifer, I would say that it's not intuitive to look at a fertilized egg sitting in a Petri dish in some reproductive facility, which is what this case has to do with, is, uh, you know... In vitro fertilization, and then somebody basically spilled the dish, okay, on the floor and destroyed several fertilized uh, eggs, embryos, and that's where the lawsuit came from, okay, in the Alabama. And you know, it's just not intuitive to look at cells in a dish and think, "Aha, that's a human being." But it's also not intuitive to say where the line starts. You know, it's not obvious where it starts. And so we have this question of, well, what really makes it a human being? Is it ensoulment? Historically, that's a concept people would talk about, but that's a real hard thing because the soul detector hasn't been invented yet. Um, You know, where exactly? And so in our modern society, we think of things that tell you whether it's me or somebody else, like, for example, with regards to being able to be convicted for a crime. You know, if I leave hair strands or, you know, saliva samples or a fingerprint, you know, at the scene of a crime, what do you say? Well, that was me. Okay, well, what does an embryo have? No fingerprints. No fingers. <laughs> you know, right? No skin. Not yet. But DNA, oh, yeah. Same DNA that it's going to have for the rest of its life. And so, again, I, I just think sometimes we don't allow for common sense or at least we don't acknowledge true things when it comes to this discussion. Um, I will tell you that I... Tend to side with those who say that a unique DNA strand is a human being, but I do think that it's a bit of an uncomfortable position to take because you don't look at a group of a couple hundred cells and think, "Aha, human!" until you look at what's in it and it's a DNA. It's unique. It's made by a sperm and an egg getting together and fertilizing. You know, I, so it's just it's it's an awkward position. Now, the byproduct of this ruling is that people who work in IVF. Are likely to feel like they can't do their jobs because it's very common in IVF to have fertilized embryo or fertilized eggs to be destroyed or to be discarded or to knowingly implant 15. You're only getting it three survive. It's a little bit different, okay? Because you're not hoping that they don't survive. Um, and in fact, the byproduct of this ruling is that all of these folks who work in the fertility industry are saying, oh my God, we can't keep doing our jobs. The byproduct of that is you have people who want to have children who are not going to be able to have children. Which isn't the kind of consequence that typically pro-life people love. Because we like kids. We like there to be a lot of kids. And we want the people who want to have kids to have kids. Everybody agrees about that, right? Well, but it's the process. And how do you get to that end result? Which the moral questions over this particular process are why, for example, the Catholic Church has for a long time said, no, this is not good. This is not right. Because this process is inappropriate, morally obnoxious, or however you want to phrase it. And, you know, the Pope recently reiterated that position. So that doesn't necessarily settle you on what's the right way to think about all this. I'm just trying to give you some of the context and some of the moral issues that come up in you know, discussing. What is, I think, a very, you know, it's at the boundaries of the life issue, frankly, to decide whether a fertilized egg is a future human, a potential human, or an already human. As I said, the Alabama Supreme Court has taken the position that it is an already human, and that will have consequences. 524 on News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's game time, and if you want the best party platters, meats, and deli items for college or NFL games, Costello's Butcher Shop
1: and Deli is the place to meet up and wine all you want. That's right, Costello's will have it all ready for you. All you got to do is call ahead. Choice to Wagyu, chicken, pork, and prime rib to fine wine, cheese, and desserts, boar's head lunch sandwiches, and the best exotic meat selection of the Gulf Coast. Italian family hospitality at its best. It's Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli, a great place to meet up on the west side of Pensacola.
0: Oh, this
3: cold. Honey? (coughs) Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey.
4: DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste, because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay,
2: I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold.
4: Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever. Honey-licious, power through your day medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach, of children.
0: All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. This
3: is our the problem in the Russian space station.
2: You can always tell what movies I've watched in the last week by the new sound clips you haven't heard before. <laughs> Just watched Armageddon again. That's a pretty good movie. It's crazy, ridiculous, and absurd, but it's still a pretty good movie. I mean, Michael Bay, that's what he makes, right? Absurd movies. Five twenty-six. I mean, it's got all the stars. All the stars. I was, you know, it's kind of one of those, oh, my God, I forgot that person was in it and that person was in it. And I mean, Billy Bob Thornton's running NASA. So you know it's a ridiculous movie. Five twenty six on News Radio ninety two three. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David
4: Alexei Navalny's widow's X account is now back online. Apparently, it was briefly suspended on Tuesday morning. A message on the account said it had uh, violated X's rules. Yulia Naval Navalny, uh, created that account and posted a video where she promised she would fight for a free Russia. Just days after her husband died in a Russian prison. Hunter Biden is now asking a judge in California to dismiss tax related charges against him. Uh, yesterday, Biden's lawyers filed motions asking for the charges to be dropped. They argue that he was selectively targeted for prosecution and also claim there were multiple charges for the same tax year and that the statute of limitations has expired. And uh, well, if you're going to be traveling on an American Airlines flight, the uh, fee for a checked bag is going up by five dollars. Uh It'll now be for a first bag, $35 if you book the flight online, or 40 at the airport. So this definitely can impact not only just the average consumer wallet, but it really hits home for families that are traveling with multiple bags. And that is uh, travel spokesperson Katie Nastro from Going.com. The airline uh, says that the cost of fuel is the big reason behind that cost increase.
2: It, you know, it's funny. The meme that I saw the other day that, to me, encapsulated where we are with air travel was... A picture of two people eating the feast that they served you in nineteen seventy eight when you got on the plane and the people saying to each other, If it's this good in the seventies, can you just imagine what it's gonna be like in fifty years? And the flash forward picture is of, you know, the drop down tray with the like, you know, the foil wrapped peanuts and <laughs> a glass of soda and like woo and it's just
4: wait a minute you've flown so high class you got peanuts in a soda exactly
2: (laughs) exactly like you know we don't have peanuts sir but here's your pretzel yeah share that with your neighbor you know and it just seems like we had all these if you look at what airline travel was like in the 60s i mean it was this high class thing it was exciting and you know you didn't get body cavity searched when you went on the plane i mean there's all kinds of things right and now it's it's not a pleasant experience.
4: No, not at all.
2: And it's certainly not a luxury experience. And now they're, you know, I remember every every couple of years or every couple of months we hear this, well, there's an airline that's going to start weighing people and charging you by the ounce. You know, like, <laughs> I get the argument, but, and I get that America's bigger and bigger all the time. So, but yeah, I just, the... You know, you, you have to pay to bring your stuff with you. It's kind of amazing. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 529 on News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. If you are thinking about the lawn you want to have in the summer, you know, because now is the time to think about that. You're like, man, it's February. Right. Now's the time to think about that because what's going to happen is in the summer, it's too late to start making a green lush lawn you got to think about that now with NSEC's Healthy Lawn Program, making your lawn healthy, lush, and keeping weeds to a minimum. Eight annual applications timed, programmed, and targeted to get your lawn what it needs when it needs it. Easy to get started, free lawn analysis and estimate, always free. Your initial soil sample indicates what amendments are needed, like your particular lawn, and will create a plan for your lawn success. You get nutrient applications with each standard service visit, along with seasonal pre-emergent weed control, pre-emergent, like before it shows up, broadleaf and grassy weed control, turf damaging insect control, and fungicide applications. You also get the Healthy Lawn Program. Um, there's a Healthy Landscape Program for tree and shrub care, aeration, grass plugs, and they'll even recommend grass types. You can sign up today get your first lawn application free with any new annual lawn program that includes the initial soil sample lime treatment on an average-sized yard. Find out more and sign up today at NSEC, E-N-S-E-C, .net. David Wayne will have your local news coming up right next, after Fox.
5: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump, during an interview with Fox's Laura Ingram, compares his $355 million business fraud fine in New York to the persecution of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. If you appeal, you've got to put up escrow money.
2: That's uh, it's a lot it of It is a, lot a, of a
4: form of Navalny.
3: It is a form of... Uh, communism or fascism.
5: We've only died in prison Friday. President Biden blames Russian President Vladimir Putin. The body of an 11-year-old girl, Audrey Cunningham, is found in a river 10 miles from her home in Texas. A murder charge is expected against Don Stephen McDougal. He lived in a camper van... On the girl's family's property. Police say McDougal admitted he left with Audrey to take her to her school bus stop just before seven a.m. last Thursday. Something he apparently had done on several previous occasions. Audrey never got on the bus and never made it to school. Fox is Jonathan Hunt. America's listening to Fox News.
4: Good morning 531 at News Radio 923. It's 42 degrees right now, partly cloudy skies in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. Pensacola Mayor DC Reeves not saying a whole lot after a request for a restraining, restraining order was filed late last week to stop the dem- demolition of the Malcolm Young gym for 60 days. We engage
1: Council um, to handle uh, that situation, it's it's not prudent for us to, uh, I'm not going to discuss merits of um, of that, nor am I qualified to do so. We've, we've hired folks to do that for us.
4: Reeve says in addition to new city attorney Adam Cobb, they've also retained the services of Jack Zesch from Beggs and Lane. Last week, a pro se motion was filed to halt the demolition for 60 days. Earlier this week, we learned Escambia County deputies had captured a homicide suspect wanted in Stone County, Mississippi.
5: So they gave us the information. Our deputies, again, for days were, were on the lookout for this vehicle. We finally saw the vehicle uh, parked at a, a, a residence on the west side. I don't, I don't have the exact address, but it was in the Perdido area. Um, so we so we surrounded the house, and we did what you see on TV. We use bull horns, and you know, you're surrounded. Come out with your hands up. And he did.
4: Sheriff Chip Simmons tells News Radio that 43-year-old James Tickner was arrested without incident then and uh, will now be extradited to answer to his charges in Mississippi. Simmons says never seems to work out well for people on the lam that try to find refuge here in Escambia County. Now well, the Pensacola man now being held in jail on accusations that he sexually assaulted a young child, according to Channel 3. 62-year-old Paul Brown is now charged with sex assault and molestation on a victim under 12 years old. He was arrested yesterday after the alleged victim told Escambia County deputies earlier this month that he'd sexually assaulted her several times. Brown is now being held with no bond at the Escambia County Jail. Big recognition for Pensacola's Ascension Sacred Heart Hospital. It's now been named one of the nation's best 50 cardiovascular hospitals by Fortune Magazine and uh, uh, Pink AI. It's the seventh time that the hospital's been named on this list, Sacred Heart is the only hospital in Northwest Florida and only one of five in the state of Florida to receive this recognition. About 950 hospitals across the nation were assessed for the list, which was compiled based on different measurements, including clinical outcomes, efficiency, and patient experience. 534, let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast.
5: A beautiful sunny day today with temperatures near 65 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 47. Nice sunny weather for our Wednesday with a high near 68. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 56. Beautiful sunny skies for Thursday as well with temperatures warming into the 70s. 71 degrees for your high and 61 for your low. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Burke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center.
4: And right now 42 degrees in Pensacola, 46 in Gulf Breeze, 39 in Milton. Your next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Congressman Matt Gates.
1: We are here focused on a weaponized government.
3: Donald Trump Jr.
1: We're here tonight to talk about the great
3: American story in a Pensacola town hall meeting, Tuesday, February 27th at the Palafox Wharf Waterfront. Matt Gates and Donald Trump Jr. will discuss the biggest issues of our time. The doors open at 5 p.m., but if you can't make it, you can listen to the entire town hall meeting right here. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Tax season is here, and it's time to turn your refund into peace of mind with Jim's Firearms. Jim's Firearms is your go-to destination for top-notch personal protection. You're also going to want to secure your spot for one of their upcoming concealed carry classes. Use your refund wisely and invest in safety. Check out their wide selection online at jimsfirearms.net or visit the store in Pensacola at the corner of Serena Road and Blue Angel Parkway. Jim's Firearms, protecting what matters most. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of the community and is always focusing on the importance of public health awareness and preparedness. For more information on resources to improve the health of your community, contact your local Escambia County Health Department online at escambiahealth.com or follow Escambia Health Department on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Healthy Escambia.
0: News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3 and AM 1620 informative local dependable
3: Good morning.
2: 536 here on News Radio 92 great to have you with us and it's slightly chilly but it's going to be warm later today almost to 70 like 65 67 something like that so uh it's a sweater and pants now and shorts and a t-shirt later i guess uh which is you know pretty much how february typically goes here in pensacola yesterday we had a good chance to talk with uh scambia sheriff chip simmons sheriff welcome back to the show sir good morning andrew how are you i'm doing well i'm doing well i'm uh, i'm all better everybody in my house is better (laughs) so that's the good news Uh, We had a couple of incidents over the weekend. Uh, Crystal Lake Apartments, there was a shots fired call? Uh, Yeah, we had a couple of reports on the 17th. Um, Crystal Lake Apartments, there was a a
5: report that someone had fired two uh, some rounds, I guess I should say, at two victims. Um, They reported to us. A guy was supposed to have brandished a firearm and fired several shots at them. Uh, We located him in an apartment and took him into custody without incident. So that was pretty uh, not eventful after that. Um, we also had a report of a carjacking uh, in a pursuit off of Glenwood Avenue. Uh, we got a report that an individual had um, uh, pulled out a weapon and um, stole a car. So we saw the car. Luckily, our deputies out there are doing a great job. They saw the car. They tried to make a traffic stop. The guy tried to flee, but we were able to bump him a little bit and stop him, and we ended up recovering a black Glock replica pellet gun um and the bad guy was was uh, was arrested
2: like an airsoft so or something like that i apparently wouldn't look enough real yeah and they do look gave very the car realistic yeah. they can and they can even you know function if you shoot them they i mean it, it's not a bullet obviously but the you know the slide can recoil and everything so well here's the
5: thing you're you're, you're pretending like it's a real gun people are going to think it's a real gun yep and and you know if someone pulls a replica gun at me i'm not have time to sit there and wait excuse me that's no, not real i, I don't, we don't have time
2: for that right um we have time to defend ourselves. Did, in that situation, uh, I mean, do you, we know where the carjacking began? Like, was it at a gas station or at a residential parking, gr- like a driveway, a garage, a street? Uh, do we did it, did it give the like how the incident began? Well, we, we got an address, um, two thousand block of Glenwood Avenue. So okay. I assume it's right outside of their of their okay. home or all their right. residence. Well, that's I mean, scary all around that kind of stuff. Um, you also had a uh, case where you were called to help arrest somebody who was a, what, a homicide suspect out of Mississippi. Is that right? Yeah. Over the last couple of days, we've
5: been working with Mississippi authorities. I think Stone County in Mississippi. Um, they, they had reason to believe that there was a homicide suspect um, from, there, from their jurisdiction in Escambia County, particularly on the west side, Perdido area. So they gave us the information. Our deputies, again, for days were, were on the lookout for this vehicle. We finally saw the vehicle. Uh, parked at a, a a residence on the west side. I don't I don't have the exact address, but it was in the Perdido area. Um, so we so we surrounded the house and we did what you see on TV. We use bullhorns and you know you're surrounded. Come out with your hands up, and he did. So we were able to arrest this uh, good it works suspected murderer, and he's in Escambia County Jail. Uh, if he hasn't already made his way over back to uh, to Mississippi to face those charges. So I'm not sure why you think you're safe in Escambia County. Um, that never works out well for you i think we talked about that some yeah. of the people that flee and they they end up in pensacola or escambia county and and they always go to jail
2: pensacola has a long history of finding the wrong person or the right person <laughs> yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying like in a good way like you know we have that history um wanted to ask you about a couple of things that have been in the news over the week um one is i know this horrible story out of minnesota where you had two officers and a, a paramedic emt uh i think emt actually responding to a domestic violence call and. The person shoots at them and they, they get in a gunfight and they get killed. It's a, it's horrendous. But I don't know how many times you and I and, you know, Sheriff Johnson and uh, Mike Wood from PBD have talked about that, you know, the, the two scariest unknown circumstances are the traffic stop and the domestic violence call.
5: Yeah. And and they're almost impossible to really deal with, honestly, without some risk. Because when you go to the case that you're talking about up there in uh, in Minnesota that they, they responded to a domestic as I understand it. Um, and then the guy just opens up, opens fire on them. And then the, the paramedic or the EMT was trying to help and they opened fire on him. Um, you know, you're, you're, you have to respond to a house. You have to actually get out of your car and go to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a, a difficult job. I think, I think that it kind of brings to light how dangerous this job is and, and, and how much we we appreciate those who are still willing to do the job. That that they respond to that call because any any call we go to can be like that. Right. You know that that um, there are calls that we go on that sound. You know, there might be, the person might be armed with a gun, so we kind of know to be a little more careful. Uh, but not every call we do, do we have information about the mental makeup or the the intent of of the the suspect or the or the um, you know whether he has a weapon or she has a weapon or not. Uh, there are times when we get a call and like you said, maybe a traffic stop, maybe just a call for service that we end up, um, engaging gunfire with, with an individual that tries to kill us. Um, you know, our hearts go out to the, to the, to the, the officers up there and the, and to the, uh, the paramedic up there. Um, you know, I think they, they exchange gunfire and they end
2: up killing the bad guy. Um, but, but again, it doesn't, doesn't bring a life back. No. And it's, you know, if you just kind of think through the parameters of these circumstances, Let's say it's just what you might call an ordinary domestic violence case, you know, a man and a woman fighting, okay? They're agitated. They're emotional. They might have been drinking. You know, they've been in a kind of a frenzied state, which is what led to the probably the neighbors calling or they called 911, whatever. You show up, and ideally your role is to de-escalate, peacemake, help the situation resolve. But at the same time, you know, if somebody's got – anger in their heart and you know murder on their mind and they're about to do something awful they could just easily turn that against you or whatever i mean see you never know right what you're gonna what you're gonna come up against
5: well i mean there are ambush scenarios that, yeah. that we hear about and not all the time but we do hear about them too frequently um where again you don't know the mental makeup you, you don't know what took place you don't know if this is the second third time you don't know if this individual is suicidal you don't know if this individual is 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 is, un, is thinking that they're going go to go jail forever, mm-hmm. you know, and and so they have nothing to lose. We don't know all that information in most cases, um, and and but we still have to go, right? Um, and they're, they're still out there every day, um, you know, do, doing what we need them to do, and that's protecting our our community. And and I, again, I, I'm thankful every day.
2: Absolutely. It's been in the news the last few days that the uh, Tallahassee legislature is working on another measure to protect law enforcement officers from interference, this 14-foot rule that um, anybody who is uh, on the scene of a crime or an investigation or a patrol stop or whatever would have to stay back 14 feet. Now, I think 14 feet is a weird number. I don't know exactly. I mean, you know, it's was that 13 and a half? is that 15? I don't know. But the principle of the thing, I assume you support. I do. I do. I And I've been in situations where people have not
5: just surrounded us, but but started to to converge upon us whenever we're trying to make an arrest. And I, I think it's important to give the the men and women that are doing this job a, a you know a chance and opportunity to do the job without having some sort of interference. Uh, 14 foot. I don't know why 14 foot. It's it's not that far really. Um, I I don't have a problem with people. You know, watching. I don't have a problem with with people mm-hmm. taking pictures. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever.
2: Which, wanna, which by the way is protected. I mean, it, you it, are right. you completely allowed to watch, record. Yeah. If we're it's recording too, so, right? You're recording too. You know, right. We have our own.
5: So and there's it's public record. So you can you can record. I have no problems with that at all. But I do think that there are times when. Um, when when the the people that are doing the job need a little bit of space, and and some again they may be fighting an individual in and mm-hmm. in, and you're not confined to a one or two foot area. So there's you know my hope is that people would
2: actually help, mm-hmm. but um you know that, that that's not. That's not always the case. That, the, which, by the way, is just a good note. If you are ever, you know, it's like if you're ever around an incident, instead of getting out your phone and recording it, why don't you help the officer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They want yeah. help. Yeah. Is there, if is there you a can help way you, them, you right? can, you yeah. know, because a
5: lot of times they know the individual. That's there, I just got a text. Speaking, I got a, about the fake gun. Um, I, 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 if it has like a big orange bulb on the front of it, which then that's they do different. Not you, might really, right. you might readily, you might recognize that. Um, so I'll just tell you, if if it doesn't, and you pretend like it's a real gun. Um, you know, you bring a fake gun to me when I'm in my car, mm-hmm. uh, the blood you shed will be real. That's, yeah. that's all I can tell you. I,
2: I, I totally, I mean, I understand and agree. Last thing I wanted to ask you about, just cause we'd sometimes talk about we, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about these pit maneuvers, damage to cars, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pit maneuvers are not the only thing that damage your Tahoes, is I understand.
5: We have, you know, in, in deer season, I guess, as my <laughs> hunter friends would say, um, you know, we, we do a lot of traveling in rural areas and we probably get hit by deer, or hit deer probably three times a month during, during this, wow. during this season. We had one last night. This are our, our passenger side. We had one last week that I think we, we actually hit. Um, so it, it happens, uh, happens quite a bit. And, and some of these deer are, are pretty big. Yeah. You know, I don't want to tell my hunt friends where they're at, but, but there's some, there's some big deer out there. They <laughs> might
2: that, go Tahoe poaching with the sheriff's yeah, office. That, Is that, that what you're that tell are, me about? That are jaywalking and, and
5: they, you know, and, and they, they leap and all that sort of thing. I'm not a big hunter myself, but, um. Uh, anyways, we have about three a month. Three a uh, month, this, yeah. and
2: that's—I mean—that's probably major damage, and nobody gets hurt most of the time, which is good. But still, that's—I mean—that's a big deal, right? And you got to repair those vehicles; they're out of service.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we—you know—we got bumpers that—that that, um, you know
2: on in, in supply, so we can we can fix pretty <laughs> in quick. supply. Oh, or I got a pit
5: maneuver. Uh,
2: I I got a note in here from somebody who says that uh, last week my wife and five-year-old son saw Sheriff Simmons and stopped to say hello. Sheriff Simmons gave my son a sheriff's coin, and my son was thrilled. <laughs> he even thought the coin was show and tell his school. Uh, thank you, Sheriff, for going out of your way to connect with our community. We're so grateful, you and Escambia County deputies.
5: You know what it, it is? I'm so honored to be the sheriff of Escambia County. And when we go out and we see people and they and they engage with us, um, especially the children. The children mm-hmm. are, are typically they, you know, they they they're in awe of someone in uniform, policeman, firefighter, military individual. Um, and and talk radio host. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the uniform, uniform, uniform but but, really I mean, gets you know, them. Yeah, you're not wearing shorts. No, so we're not. So <laughs> <laughs> But but you know it's just it's just so uh, heartwarming to see someone that, that actually appreciates what you do and, and, and potentially wants to be one you know one of them with you. So right. it's, I I remember that we were at Waffle House. Uh, you can't go better than Waffle House and, and engaging with our with our with our kids and um, you know I happen to have a challenge coin with me, so I gave it to him. And I, cool. I obviously it was a, it was a great day. Oh, great morning.
2: I, I did have one other thing I forgot I was going to ask you about. Uh, I think it's Louisiana. The governor there has declared a law enforcement shortage state of emergency that they are short. God, I think the number is like 20,000 cops or something like that. I mean, it's some ridiculous number um, that they are short. Um, and I would have thought kind of the southeast states are the ones who are doing well because we're typically pro-law right. enforcement. But that, that kind of caught me by surprise because it's not like New York or Illinois or California or something like that. Um, have you heard anything about that? Because no, here we're doing, we're doing fine. I mean, here in Florida, right? Cause yeah, well, we're, we're, we're actually doing really we're good. Pro. It's the county um,
5: sheriff's office. We're doing really well. That's um, first as I've heard about Louisiana. I'm surprised. I wonder if it's the New Orleans area, um, you know, instead of just the whole state. Is it state police?
2: I w- It was. Uh, yeah. It was the governor for the whole state. And I was trying to just look it up because was. In, I was going off of memory here, trying mm-hmm. to get you that number better, but um, uh, I'm not pulling it up fast enough. Hold on, just a second. I got it right here. Yeah. Uh, they have. This is a whole 1800. Sorry, I was way off my number. 1800 statewide deputy shortage that they're down across the state uh and the governor jeff landry signed an executive order declaring a state of emergency due to police officer shortage
5: oh i wonder what that does (laughs) what what does that do
2: it's real bad i mean here you go
5: why don't you sign the check and pay (laughs) them more and yeah. uh, instead of your, and I don't know what Ouch. it says, maybe it says something like that. So yeah, I'll, no, I'll be fair I, but about yeah,
2: it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just basically a way of raising people's awareness to the problem, but I'm with you. How, what is that? You know, pay raises would be nice, right? Well, and, and right, that's but, why
5: yeah. we've been, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate to have a, a working relationship with our board of county commissioners and getting pay raises right. over the last three years. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, that you need to understand and appreciate the work they do and, and pay them accordingly.
2: Absolutely. Sheriff Chip Simmons, Escambia County Sheriff. uh, You said you're humbled and proud to have uh, Escambia County to be the sheriff. of. We're proud to have you as sheriff, sir. So thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Thanks. Most definitely. 437-1620. Always text me with your thoughts, reactions, whatever you think about what you hear on the show. Uh, If you uh, need to have an import, serviced, BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Benz, uh, Audi, Genesis, Jaguar, Lexus, you might think, hey, got to take that to the dealership. They're the only ones who really know how to service that particular car. Not true. Not true. Bobby Lycus Auto Service, they work on these kind of cars all the time, and... You'll save money on the repair, and you won't have to drive to wherever the dealership is, which is, you know, often a little ways, and that costs you gas, time, convenience and all that. You can just have it serviced right here on Davis Highway. No problem. Domestic cars, of course, too. Uh, diesel engines, they work on those. You might think, again, that's kind of a specialty item. Got to take it to the dealership. No, you don't. Uh, they work on those. Gas engines, they work on those. Kind of, If it's got an engine that runs on, on the road, they can take care of you. Uh, the website is carclinicservice.com, which is kind of like a healthcare clinic for your car. The idea is, you know, you take your body to the doctor periodically. You take your car to the Bobby Likas periodically. That's the idea. See them a little bit more often in order to avoid seeing them for the unexpected stuff, the big catastrophic. That's what they mean by preventative maintenance. Bobby Licas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Hey,
1: Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash.
2: Specifically, bulk waste.
1: July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup for construction debris for an additional fee. Call Customer Service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov.
0: Know what to throw, 850 Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $5 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. It's the beginning of tax season, and scammers know the threat of an IRS audit gets people to pay. Know that the IRS will never initiate contact through email, and any email threatening an audit is just a scam. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Pensacola, right now, with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, four to seven, on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
3: No, Kelly Clarkson!
0: Hello, hello. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I hope that you're missing me. It makes me feel
5: young Hello,
2: hello Last time that I saw your face Was recessed in second grade And it made me feel young Won't you help me sober up Oh man, I do like them. I do like AJR. 437 20 is my phone number. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, you know them from Bang. Bang was their big hit, but they've had a lot of other uh, semi-hits, almost-hits. Or just I'm,
5: good- I'm not familiar with them.
2: You don't know Bang? No. You would know. Oh, now I got pull it pulled up. <laughs> You've called yeah. my bluff. I gotta. Uh, you would know this one song was kind of like a big hit, maybe uh, two years ago, something like that. Um, but you know, they're kind of one of these like fun little young basement bands that mm. uh, I th- I think they predate COVID, but that's kind of when I became familiar with them. I think you probably heard this one. Oh yeah.
0: I, remember, I always thought this was 21 pilots up, for some down, reason. Oh, it does sound sort of like that. I
2: can see that. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, anyway. Yeah. 553 uh, on News Radio 92 3. Let's get uh, David Wayne in here from the newsroom with our headlines. David? A UN. One
4: Excuse more time. Me. Sorry about that. Take two. Uh, the UN Come resolution on. call. <laughs> I need that button in here. Uh, the UN resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza has now been vetoed by the United States. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said the resolution would negatively impact negotiations to free hostages held by Hamas. Prosecutors now say two adults have been charged with murder for that Super Bowl parade shooting. Police identified who fired the bullet that killed one of those deceased victims, Lisa Lopez-Galvan. But both men are facing the same charges and in jail on bonds of $1 million and uh, a dead satellite about the size of a city bus. Heading back to Earth today, ERS-2, one of the European Space Agency's advanced observation satellites. Uh, most of that, they say, should burn up on reentry into the atmosphere. Uh, but uh, whatever is left, there's no clear prediction on where
2: that'll land. What could happen from a bus hitting the ground? It's not like I just watched Armageddon over the weekend. <laughs> no, not much. I mean, it'll probably just burn up. It's not a big deal. But you just never knew. You never know. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Oh, Somebody texted in and says, on the 14-foot distance from the police, uh, most state and county roads are 12 feet wide. Add two feet. Actually, Sheriff had said something like that, too, off the air that he thought maybe it was related to road width. Um, uh, 12 feet wide, add two feet to that, and you can judge pretty quickly 14 feet distance. So you have a handy dandy when you're out in the wild, so to speak, you know, how far you are away from the cops. Uh, four, three, seven, 1620. Again, that's my phone number. If you want to, uh, you know, weigh in on anything. Um, you know, not all the stories are Florida man stories, right? Some of the stories are Missouri man stories. Did you hear the one about the guy at the Schnucks, which is, uh, Schnucks is kind of comparable to like Publix. Okay. Maybe, Maybe Dearburg's is more like Publix and Schnucks is more like Winn-Dixie. But, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm from, you know, the St. Louis area, so, you know, these things. Uh, but um, in West—in in St. Louis, it's called University City. It's just one of the little regions in St. Louis. Uh, nice region, by the way. Um, you had a guy who was going through the um, the checkout process, and, um, well, he was going to the express lane. And you know where this is going. The express lane says you, you cannot be in this line unless you have—and it was a self-checkout, apparently— Uh, so self-checkout express lane, that's a new one to me, but okay, fine. So they've got the self-checkout lane and it's a 10 item or less policy started in February. And you know what he's got? Well, 12 or 13, right? So the, um, employee apparently attempted to redirect him to another lane, which is hilarious because they can have an employee to redirect you from the self-checkout because you got too many items, but they can't have the employee check you out. Right. It's kind of funny. So she or he says, excuse me, sir, but you have too many items. Can you maybe go over here where you're supposed to be? His response, lifts his shirt, shows his gat. Yeah, I'm armed. Are you sure you want to enforce this policy? So they called the cops. They arrested him. That's quick response, by the way. He apparently, after this incident, managed to stash the gun Behind some candy, was it a Cracker Jack box? Because that's a great prize to find in a Cracker Jack box, anyway. Um, loaded nine millimeter pistol behind a box of candy on a nearby shelf. Again, I kind of want to see the video because how did all this happen? Um, his defense is uh, I was just being playful, just making a joke, <laughs> showing people a gun. That's funny stuff, right there. Yeah, you should take that on the road. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> he hid because he was scared, you think. Um, Gary, I still don't understand the time frame here because, like, how slow was this line going that the police could get there that fast? Anyway, um, he also admitted that he is a convicted felon oh, and is not legally allowed to have a gun. Court documents say that uh, he was previously charged on um 10 counts of abuse of a child in the 80s. So yeah, he's in jail. Uh, and uh, good riddance from Polite Society, I would say. 557 on News radio 92.3. Oh, this was my favorite weird story from over the weekend. Did you happen to see the college baseball game where they set a new record, not the kind of record that you want to set? The guy at the plate, his name is Matt Masangelo, I think is how you say it. Comes in here with the lead, and he'll face the bottom part of the order. The first pitch just hit. Massiangelo. Angelo. Massey Angelo, that's right, Massiangelo. So he gets hit in the bottom of the third. He's up again in the sixth. And
5: now Massiangelo is hit for the second time. He was the only Hornet to reach to start an inning, and it came on a hit by pitch.
2: He's a transfer student in to play against. This is against Loyola Marymount, and he plays for, what was the school that he plays for? I was trying to find it here in my notes real quick. Uh, I'll have to come back to it in a second, because don't worry, he was up again in the seventh.
5: Massiangelo, a junior, transferred from Cal State Bakersfield. There it is. This one skips in, and it got him again. <laughs> May have got him on the bounce before it hit him this time, but Matt was hit for the third time today.
2: Third time he got hit, and that was only in the first game of the doubleheader. You ready for it? Two, one. And he just got hit again. That's the fourth time he's been hit today. Bottom of the fourth. And a, bottom of the sixth. has been hit by hit four times in these two games. And he just got hit again. Hit five times. Oh, no. Did he just get hit again? Six times, and they walk the bases loaded, hitting him the seventh Listen time. On air,
0: 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620 News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Freeze Milton, Pensacola.